Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today on the podcast, we have the amazing Christy Lingo. Christy is based in Columbus, Ohio, and is the host of Cocktails and Containers, which is a podcast that I discovered fairly recently and have become addicted to, binge listening to every episode. She is the founder of Simple Solutions Organizing and helps busy parents to organize their lives, declutter, and basically help them feel as though they they can do everything well, as opposed to just trying to do everything badly. As a parent, I'm sure, you know, many parents out there can relate to that feeling. She is also the author of a book, 101 Clutter-Free Gifts and Why You Want Them. And she's been featured as an organizing expert on Good Day Columbus and Daytime Columbus as well as this organized life, etc. So I'm going to introduce you to Christy with the slight warning that we went slightly off-piste in this episode. So Christy does start by sharing her one hot thing, which is a really, really practical and useful tip for all of you out there who are creating content. Great tip for how to actually get organized and stay consistent with that. And then we move on to some slightly broader topics, really just about how to get organized at home and actually tackling some of the problems about working from home and also juggling home and family life as well. So this is a little bit of a different episode, but I really think that you're going to enjoy it and you're going to absolutely love Christy Lingo. So here she is. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. We're starting the day off. It's a holiday weekend here in the United States. And so we are heading on a little weekend trip. And uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful, hot, early summer weekend. Oh, amazing. So you're in Columbus, Ohio, aren't you? I am. So if you're not familiar with the United States, uh, we're about five hours east of Chicago. So actually almost halfway between Chicago and New York City, um, as far as the United States is concerned. Fantastic. So I, just to let the listeners know a little bit of backstory. So I first got to hear of the amazing Christy Lingo through listening to Amy Landino's Detail Therapy podcast, because you were doing, weren't you, like a series of little tips at the beginning of each of her episodes on time management home organization that kind of thing we did a spring organizing series with her amy's a friend of mine we actually both started our businesses right around the same time and we've been friends now for over 10 years and she thought it would be a really great way to sort of help people to get organized in their homes because organizing and productivity just they go hand in hand Uh, and i love you know gretchen rubin outer order inner calm that whole idea and so Amy and I both thought that would be a great way to sort of help people get clean and productive this spring. Yeah, fantastic. So that's how I got to um, to know you, Christy. And then I started binge listening to your podcast. <laughs> 
So Christy has a fantastic podcast, which I will link to in the show notes, and it's called Cocktails and Containers. And I just think for a lot of the listeners of this podcast, there's a lot of really useful information in your podcast because you cover a lot of content which helps people who work from home, mums who are juggling businesses and children and family life. So yeah, highly recommend that you give the podcast a a listen. So today we are going to focus on Christy's One Hot Thing, but I have pre-warned her that I am fully prepared to go completely off-piste on this episode because (laughs) from a purely selfish point of view, just would love to pick Christy's brains about a few things. And I think anything that I do pick her brains about will be of use to to this audience as well. But we'll start by um, diving into your one hot thing, Christy. What is it that you sort of use to help you in your business, the the one thing you want to share with us today? Sure. Well, as a person, I am a one woman show at this point, even though I've been in business for 10 years, I, you know, I didn't really need anybody else. Um, you know, when I started my business, social media was a new thing. And as I have progressed, as I've gone through my time, I've started to pivot my business, starting to do more things online. I'm interested in selling classes. So I need to kind of grow an online audience. And so I've really gotten into content creation over the past two years. And as a person that's by themselves in their business, content creation, as I'm sure you know, Natalie, and all of your listeners know, it can be super overwhelming. And it's, you know, you see this person over here doing this thing on Instagram and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And then you see this person over here doing something on LinkedIn and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And so I came up with a really simple content calendar that sort of helps me to arrange my brain. And there are way more complicated ways to do things like this. Like some people use Trello and some people, you know, use different content schedulers. And and I do use those to a degree. But for me, having something very simple and basic that I can just sort of put my ideas down on and grab when I'm looking to schedule is It just helps to make my mind feel a little more in order. And like I said, when you're by yourself, you know, it's me coming up with the ideas. It's me coming up with the content. I really need that sort of basic, simple structure to kind of keep it all straight. Absolutely. And sometimes, don't you think that the most simple and basic tools are often the best? (laughs) I do. You know, I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what I love to tell my organizing clients and my coaching clients is start basic. You can always make it more complicated later. But the fact is, mm-hmm. if you start too complicated and it's frustrating or it's or it's you know too hard to keep up with, chances are mm-hmm. you're not going to keep up with it. But if you start basic and then sort of like meld it to the way that you want something to work, you're going to be much more likely to keep up with it. And it's going to really enhance your life and enhance your business versus sort of just being super complicated. Definitely. Yeah, I know I've, I've collaborated on, on certain platforms and used different tools with people and just felt so overwhelmed by the complicated nature of it that it's just put me off. So really excited to hear about this. So you, I have seen a copy of your content calendar and we're going to share a link to it in the show notes. But would you just like to kind of talk us through it and how, how you use it? Sure. So it's two-sided. I printed out on a piece of paper two-sided for two reasons. One, because I like having just one piece of paper to grab when I need to. And two, it seems a little more eco-friendly to not have to 
print out two pieces of paper every month. And that's <laughs> something that's important to me. But um, on one side, I have what I call my monthly content buckets. And I or there's a lot of people who call these things different names, but it's essentially just the categories. And so I create content like IGTV videos or my podcast or Instagram posts, or I have a Facebook group. And so each one of these buckets, and I think I have eight on the back. Yeah, I have eight different buckets on the back. And that's sort of like the broad general category that I use. And then as I get these ideas like, oh, this would make a really great IGTV video, or or I think this would be a really great podcast topic. I toss it in to that bucket. And I try to only do the eight. And the reason being is that once again, too many different options can just overwhelm you and then you do nothing. So I've found if I keep it to like six to eight different things that I'm focusing on for that month, it makes it a lot easier for me because again, running a solo business at this point, I just, I don't have time to do all the things every day. And I don't recommend that. I really, you know, one of the things that I have really learned from, from Amy and just from watching all their other awesome content creators out there is focus in on the things that you really think are going to drive your business and create that community that you want. And then all the other things can come later. But I think that it's, it's just so easy to get sucked into trying to do all the things. And then you're just spinning your wheels and not really moving anything forward. So I think really focusing in on a good, you know, four to six things that you can do to, to really build your community and open up that business for you is really going to be helpful versus trying to sort of spread yourself thin and not make progress in anything. So that's one side is my monthly content buckets. And then what I do with those buckets is on the flip side of this content calendar, I just have a blank calendar and I just go in and I fill in the dates for the month. And then that's what I use to schedule my content. And I usually try to only do like one to two pieces of content per day, not per platform, but per day. Because again, I really want to focus in when I, if I put up an IGTV video, I want to focus in on engagement with that video. I don't want to be so spread thin doing all these things on all these other platforms that I miss replying to a content or replying to a comment someplace or that I, you know, sort of ignore the people that I'm trying to build a community with on that particular platform. So I try to only really produce like one to two pieces of content per day or say when I release a, a podcast episode, I'll create an Instagram post for it and a post in my Facebook group for it. But I'm not going to like go hog wild and go too far o over. Plus, it's it's me creating more pieces of content, which takes a mm -hmm. lot of time. And I still am running an organizing business. I still on a daily basis am going into people's homes and helping them organize their homes or doing coaching calls. So it really is about me having the sanity to know I'm doing something and that thing is going to be really impactful and moving my business forward. But it's also not I'm up until one o'clock in the morning and up at six o'clock in the morning trying to do all of the things and nothing is working. Such good advice. And it's just so what this podcast is all about really is like like you say not trying to spread yourself too thin and just focusing on doing you know a few things really really well so I love the idea of the buckets so when you're talking about the bucket you mentioned you usually try and use between six and eight is that six and eight buckets yes six to eight categories. buckets 
Yep. And then what I do, so I have like six lines underneath or six little boxes underneath. And if I don't use that particular idea that month, then a lot of times what I'll do, I usually have like right now I have my calendars printed out through August because I have, you know, I have a friend that's releasing a book about organizing that I want to bring on the podcast. And I know I want to interview her in July or August about that. So I, I kind of have them printed out because I think, oh, well, maybe back to school lunch box tips would be a great thing to do on the podcast in August. So as I get these ideas, I kind of put them in the months where I think that they would work. But I also, so for instance, in April, I had a couple of ideas for um, IGTV videos that I never got around to filming, but I still think would be sort of evergreen content that would work. I kind of look at that past month's calendar and then maybe transfer them to the next month. So it's, you know, six to eight categories. And then under that, maybe five or six ideas you know, I really try to keep it small, but of course, you know, there's months where I'm like on in a, in a really good, you know, my brain space is really churning out all kinds of creative ideas. And I just like want to keep writing and keep writing and keep writing. So I'll, you know, I'll go in the margins or whatever. But like I said, I just kind of sort of take those ideas I don't use and just keep moving them to the next month so that when, on those days when it's like my brain space is dead and I don't have content that I feel mm-hmm. like is interesting, at least I have these ideas. You know, one of the one of the things that I have that sort of moves from month to month that's like my backup content if I haven't posted something for a while or I just sort of need something to, you know, get in there that I know will be really good for my audience is organizing tips. So because for me, you know, that's that's my main sort of thing. I want to give you tips to organize your home or simplify your life. And so I just have this basic sort of list of things, tips for organizing your kitchen, tips for organizing your closet that I can pull from on those days when I don't maybe have a podcast coming out or I haven't posted anything for a while or I haven't done a project that I want to put in Instagram stories that looks interesting. And so it's nice to sort of have that backup bucket, we'll call it, mm-hmm. of just backup sort of evergreen. Bucket. Yeah. And it just sort of fits that mode of my ideal customer and that person that I'm trying to service with my audience. But then all those other buckets, they just, you know, I've I've had things that have moved, you know, two or three months down the line in my calendar. And then I finally find a good place for it or find a use for it. But for me, it's just sort of like, at the end of the month, I transfer anything that I need to transfer over to the next month. And then I sort of let that calendar go and I move on to the next one because I think it's, you know, I could keep all of them, but it's not going to do anybody any good. You know, I'm all about getting rid of the clutter that you don't actually need. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So, yeah. So for you, so you've got, you know, one of your buckets based around the podcast. So it's like your, you know, your main streams of content but then I guess for for other people it's thinking about what their main topics are they talk about so for you you know home organizing tips and things so I guess it's for each business just thinking about themes is it within within your business yeah, for sure. So um, Amy Porterfield, who I'm sure that you are familiar with and a lot of your listeners might be listen, uh, familiar with, she has this um, ideal customer avatar worksheet that I think is invaluable for business owners. I suggest it to the, the women entrepreneurs that I sort of coach. I think it's been super valuable for me. And basically what it helps you do is to really hone in and specify the content that you're creating for your ideal audience. And by doing Doing that, that's kind of how I came up with the the buckets that I have that are not just like podcasts, but I know that everything that falls in that podcast or everything that falls in the IGTV is going to be something that is going to suit my ideal customer avatar, which is a mom who 
who's trying to juggle a lot of things, whether it's just working on her home or outside the home or running her kids around or just trying to simplify all of the systems that she has for keeping her household running. All of those, all of the content buckets that I have are going to feed back to that ideal customer avatar that I've created for myself, that ideal customer that I personally am trying to service. So everybody out there is going to be a little bit different as far as who they are trying to reach. But if you really kind of hone in on those topics that will help that person, it just makes creating those content buckets so much easier. Yeah. And I love what you said about having it printed off. And I know everybody's different, but I know for me, there's something about having something physically there. I don't know. I just find it more accessible somehow. Like even with my to-do list, my to-do list is always written down in a notepad because there's something about being able to physically cross it off with a pen or a pencil. <laughs> it's <laughs> when you very it. satisfying, very satisfying to cross things off a to-do list. And I am 100% with you there. I have a pen and paper planner. I mean, I also use my Google Calendar on my phone, and I just always have that with me. And I have a friend who's really into Trello, which is sort of like this mm. idea, this bucket list for online. But for me, when I tried it, it just seemed like extra steps. And, you know, again, this is my simple start. Uh, this is the calendar content or a content calendar that I came up with last fall when I was just feeling really overwhelmed when I started the podcast with all of the different content that I needed to create. But um, you know, who knows down the line a year from now, two years from now, if I'm working with an assistant at some point, you know, where I need to be able to share the information, I can always change. This is that basic start that I talked about. I'm making it work for me. And then I can always, it can always evolve. It can always change down the road. But for right now, this is giving me the sanity that I need to run my business and create content in what I feel to be an effective manner and feel like I'm on top of things as opposed to always feeling like I'm behind because that feeling is not good. And I know as a business owner, it happens all the time. And even, even, you know, when we were having a very busy April and I kind of didn't fill out my content calendar the way that I had been in previous months. And I just felt like I was always playing catch up and when Mm. we got back we had taken a trip over spring break and I sat down and I spent an hour and I just knocked out May and June because I was like I hate that feeling of anxiety of not having some sort of idea of where I'm going and how I'm working and then I also feel like what I'm putting out there isn't as good I feel like if you Mm -hmm. just put a little thought into it make sure that it fits your audience it's going to be so much better quality and it's not going to feel rushed or just so like you're throwing things out there. Exactly. So we're going to put a link, as I mentioned, to the worksheet in the in the show notes. But speaking of sanity, which you touched upon, <laughs> I would love to choose this moment now to go off piece. And I know that you you talk a lot about you know working from home and you are yourself a mom who's running her own business. Obviously, this is a whole podcast topic in itself, a whole weekend course, whatever. But <laughs> what would be your kind of top tips for people out there who are listening, people, you know, like myself who run their business from home, you know, do the school run. I mean, I consider myself to be, you know, very fortunate in that I can work around my children and I can take them to school in the morning and I can be there for pickup and I don't have to rely on after school clubs and and babysitting and things like that but on the flip side that does mean that I do have to catch up in the evenings and, and stuff like that so 
we're all in this kind of this situation, but what, what would be your kind of top tips for staying sane in that situation? For sure. Okay. Gosh, you're right. This could be, like, <laughs> yeah. I could talk to you for hours about this, but I'll try to narrow it down to the things that I feel like really work for me. And yeah. I've seen really work well for people that I work with. So first of all, and this is something that I recently started well, I say recently, probably about 18 months ago, is I try to wake up at least an hour to an hour and a half before my kids. And what that does is, and I, lo- and I love saying it this, it, I start my day my way. I make a pot of coffee, I sit down and I do, you know, is it that I need to, you know, put make some Pinterest graphics for my podcast? Or is it that I need to answer an email? Or is it that I need to send an email to an upcoming guest or something like that? It really just allows me to get those things done. Because what I had noticed that I was doing during breakfast is I'm trying to check my email and get things done before I drop kids off at school and then go mm. on to working in people's homes. I need, you know, if I'm going to, if it's something that I need to be in front of my computer for, I was trying to do it while the kids were having breakfast. And then I was getting annoyed that the kids were talking to me or interrupting me. And I was like, not only is this starting my day bad, but it's starting their day bad. Like I, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't an intentional thing on my part, but it, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to wear too many hats. And as it's been proven, multitasking does not work. And it especially doesn't work if you're trying to answer emails during breakfast. So, (laughs) so if you can, and it may not be something that you can just off the bat start out, you know, waking up an hour and a half early, you know, it may be you wake up 15 minutes early and you try to get your email done before your kids wake up and then you bump it to a half hour and then an hour. But I tell you what, so today I woke up, um, you know, we were, we were scheduled to come on at, at seven o'clock my time. So I woke up at five 30 to just sort of like get up and get moving. And I like, I usually wake up around six and I was like, man, I could really use this extra half hour. Like, and so I think <laughs> now that the sun is coming up a little earlier and it's easier to wake up because the sun was already coming up when, when my alarm went off at five 30. And so I'm like, Oh wow, this would be amazing. Like I could really get a huge jump start on my day. And then, you know, with the kids being out of school, I'm, I don't take as many hands on clients during the summer as I do during yeah. the school year, you know, like I could really knock some stuff out before they wake up at seven thirty or eight. And then, you know, we can go to the pool or go to the park or, you know, just hang out in the backyard that day. And I don't feel like I haven't gotten things done because I think that as a work from home person, I, you know, I stress if I'm not getting things done at home, but I also have mm. that mom. I have that mom guilt that, oh, my kids are here and they want me to read them a story or they want me to do this thing with them. So it's, it's finding that balance. So waking up early is a, has been a huge, huge help for me to sort of start the day, get those things out of the way, um, really learn to prioritize. That has been something that I, in my business, I talk about client talk about it with clients and it for myself personally you know look at that to-do list that you have and really figure out what are your must do's and what are the things that you don't need to focus on because a lot of times i feel like as business owners we focus in on some busy work which can take up a lot of time that isn't necessarily mm-hmm. beneficial for our business and some of that could even be content creation like if you're just pumping out instagram posts just to pump them out and then checking back and commenting back like is that really moving mm-hmm. your business forward and if that's taking away from that time that you have with your kids or you're feeling frustrated with that you it, it can really sort of you know it it can make you feel like you're not doing good as a business owner and you're not doing good as a mom. Oh, so- yeah. And that, that's the worst feeling, isn't it? And I think, I think so many um, people, parents feel like that, that you, you're not doing either thing 
particularly well and there's, <laughs> there's nothing worse <laughs> So really what I try to do, and this is kind of a product of the planner that I bought for 2019, and that is that I, um, it's got four, it's got like four to do's a day. And so what I'll do is sort of hone in on the four things that I really want to focus in on for that day and make those, you know, I look at, I have a big to-do list, you know, there's always more than four things, but like, what are the four things that I have to get done? And it's like you said, it's so satisfying to check those four things off. And you know what, if I don't get anything else done today, these four things that I got done, mean that I moved myself forward and they are the four most important things. And then there's always things that can be pushed off to tomorrow, but we like to do the, the fancy fun things as business mm -hmm. owners. And then some of the more nitty gritty things we don't like to focus in on. So find those priorities, find those things that are going to move your business forward for the day, focus in on, you know, three or four of those to help move you forward. And then you'll feel like you've accomplished something so that you can, you know, have time with your kids and really prioritize it. And my my last thing is to schedule time with your family, just like you schedule time with your business. This has mm. been something that I have noticed, you know, as I sort of started to, you know, pivot my business to being a little bit more online and I'm spending more time in front of the computer. I find that if I schedule things, you know, if I schedule a doctor's appointment or an appointment with a client or a call for a podcast interview, I am there. I am 100%. But if it's just left to willy nilly with taking my kids to the park or planning to go to a movie, I'm much less likely to actually follow through on those things. But if I put it on the calendar, you bet I am going to be doing those things. So if you are a parent that works from home, you feel like you're stuck in front of your computer all the time and that you're just not getting in that family time that you want, put it on your calendar, schedule that time, you know, even if it's like six to eight on a Tuesday night or, you know, get yourself out of the house. I always find that like going and taking a hike or taking a walk or going to the park is better because I can't be in front of my computer. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I try to consciously like not look at my phone when I'm doing those kinds of things. And I feel like if you start scheduling in that balance, if you start really focusing on creating that intentional time, it'll make you feel a lot less like you're not doing all the things that you're just, you know, sort of flailing at everything. It, it'll make you feel like, okay, look, I can look at my calendar and see, look, on these days, I did things with my family. And on these days, I completed three to four things for my business. It's going to start to make you feel more confident in what you're doing and that you're moving your business forward and that you are creating some sort of balance in your life. This is it. Because I think the reality is for, you know, for business owners that you, you're always kind of um, looking at what you've what you've done what you've done that day what you've achieved that day how many things have you ticked off the list and it's it's a really difficult mindset to get out of say in periods of time for you know for example for me through the summer holidays when the children are off school for six weeks I do have some childcare but my working hours go down significantly and I think probably there's something about setting expectations trying to manage your own expectations as well well because we all set the bar so high we all expect and, and feel that we should achieve a certain amount in a day and, and probably there's something about just allowing ourselves to just lower that bar during certain periods of time and as you say it's just as important that we're taking the kids to the park or taking them for a day out or whatever it might be or just sitting down and reading a book so yeah I think it's a, probably a mindset thing isn't it about viewing it's, those things as just as productive. <laughs> absolutely and also one thing I think that we really forget get to do is to relish our victories relish when we have those days when we get a lot done mm -hmm. and I think that 
be, you know, if we start sort of honing in on the things that are really our priorities, if we get those done and then we start seeing progress, make sure that you take a minute and pat yourself on the back because as a business owner that works for themselves, you don't have a boss coming to you and saying like, Natalie, you did a great job today and I'm really proud of the work that you did. So you kind of have to be that person for yourself. And I think that you can feel like you're drowning when you're spinning your wheels and you don't feel that. So take a time, take yourself out for a glass of champagne or something like that and really sort of relish in those victories that you're having. And again, that's going to feed what you're talking about where you're you're sort of relishing the time with your family, you're cheering yourself on in your business, and that is what's going to help keep you, to propel you forward in those moments when you feel like nothing is going or nothing is working or I feel like I'm putting all this time and effort in and nothing is happening. You know, really making sure that you relish in the victories that you do have will help with that. Definitely. And also, I think it's too easy to kind of go, right, well, that's happened. That's that's great. Now, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. We've got to make more good things happen. And it's trying to kind of <laughs> just... <laughs> Not necessarily slow down, but yeah. It's just human. Success is addictive. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So my next off-topic question (laughs) is, again, a personal one. So I, as you know, we're here in the UK, in Cumbria, we're renovating our house. And very exciting times at the moment because we are going to have a kitchen in about a week week and a half so it's all in plastered and we've got things arriving and that's great in the kitchens well the island is coming to be fitted next week so I've heard you talk about I heard on one of your episodes um actually I think that was on on one of Amy Landino's the, the snippets at the beginning was where you were talking about organizing your pantry and you were talking about how we all put things in or we have this idea of a perfect pantry where we put things in um, jars and that kind of thing but actually what happens when that goes out of date and then you can't just top it up with the fresh you know flour or whatever it is and so you were talking about having a a rotation so stuff like that just really got me thinking wow there is so much to all this getting organized have you got any tips for someone who's going to wanting to start off on the right foot basically with a new new kitchen (laughs) yeah of course I do and you know that is one thing that I think that's really um I try to emphasize to people I actually have a pantry where I just met with a woman today who wants everything in jars like that and I just always make sure that you know like what is the upkeep going to be on this and it kind of goes back to that idea we were talking about at the beginning where you start simple and you can always make it more complicated but if you spend all this money on jars and canisters but then you can't keep up with it you've just wasted the money on those things Mm -hmm. and on that system because it's you know keeping up with the canisters is you know like you're saying so what you have to do with the flour is the old flour has to be dumped out the new flour has to be put in and then the old flour goes in on top if you're a busy mom running your own business from your house (laughs) it's not gonna happen christy nobody has time for that Nobody has time for that. And that's, it's funny because I do these pantries like this and then people just hire me to come back and and to rotate everything like that. So unless you have the money for that, you probably don't want to do it. But in the kitchen, what I typically do is tell people, set it up 
look at your space and think about yourself, even like go through, I'll have people when they move into a house, go through and mimic. Like if you're going to make a meal in this kitchen, how are you going to do it? And that helps you to see like, I want my mixing bowls and my mixing things or my measuring cups and things like that in this area. And, you know, most of the time near the stove, you're going to want things like, I don't know if you, do you guys call them pot holders, the things that you use to sort of take things in and out of the oven, you know, the pot holders and the uh, towels and things like that. Um, we call them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're oven yeah. gloves. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. I, I was like, I know that there's going to be some things that are going to not translate. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, or things that you would use when you're cooking on the stovetop, you know, you want to keep those things near your stove. You know, if you're a type of person that doesn't really use the oven and the stove and the pots and pans, but you use a lot of the microwave stuff, you want to make sure that you have that in your prep area or, you know, your glasses. Are you going to be getting beverages from the fridge or are you going to be getting them from the sink? All of these things are sort of how I think think about how you're going to use your kitchen and then try to set it up like that. So all of your prep stuff is going to go. Oh, my cat just walked in. (laughs) He's very loud. Um, But all of that stuff is going to go, you know, in those places where it makes the most sense to you. So do that before you start putting anything away. Really focus in on how you want to use your kitchen. And a lot of times I sort of think we get caught up in this idea where my mom always kept the glasses here. So that's where I keep the glasses because Mm -hmm. I've never thought of it any other way. But the big thing I try to stress to people in organizing any space is there's no right or wrong. It's what works for you and what's going to make it easiest for you to use the space. And so So really think about that. The other thing is, as you're going through the stuff, because I'm sure you've probably pulled everything out. It's all in boxes and now you're going to be putting it back away. Mm -hmm. Really think about what you use and what you don't use. And you would, I highly recommend starting out with the freshest slate that you can. So if you've got Mm -hmm. utensils and appliances that you don't use, go ahead and pass them along at this point. Because if you're not ever using those things, it's really going to be nice to have a nice, fresh, clear space where you can see everything and it's not all cluttered up with a bunch of things that you don't use. So take this time as you're unpacking to really question what it is that you use and will use in your space and only put those things back in the kitchen. Mm, Absolutely. And my final question is a lot of people obviously again like myself they work from home I'm sure that you've come across the the problem you know that people have work from home have been distracted by housework what what are your tips really for kind of dealing with that yeah there's a lot of balls up in the air when you're working Mm. from home so Again, that waking up early is good for me because there's a lot less distractions because I don't have other people around. I sometimes have a cat that comes in, obviously. (laughs) But uh, for the most part, it's quiet. And I try to like leave my phone out of the room in the in that initial time, like when I'm first getting up and sort of checking my email or if I have, you know, a graphic or something so that I'm not distracted by that. But I think any way that you can eliminate distractions, one thing that I've started doing, especially in the evenings, is I will take my phone and put it in my bedroom on the charger so that I don't hear the notifications or see the little flashing light. So mm-hmm. any way to eliminate those distractions or work when there's fewer people awake is going to really mm-hmm. help. I think that if you can get some sort of app or timer, you know, social media can be a time suck, but it also is fun. And it's also sometimes good to sort of like let that brain outlet. So maybe you get a timer that says, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. I'm going to let my brain sort of like go off into this other place right now. 
But then when that timer goes off, really being regimented about bringing yourself back, putting your phone away or closing Facebook on your computer and getting back in. And maybe what it is, is that it's a reward for you. You know, if I finish this graphic or if I finish this blog post, I now get to go and spend 10 minutes scrolling through Instagram or something like that. You know, use those distractions if it's something like social media as a reward so that I'm going to get this thing crossed off my to-do list and then I'm going to get this little carrot that I'm going to dangle out for myself. And so I think that that's really helpful because I know for me, like I enjoy, I'm a solo person. Most of the time when I go into people's houses, it's just me or me and somebody else. I, I sort of my social life is being on social media, but it also mm-hmm. can be a huge time suck and a distraction. So that's one thing, you know, working, working when the kids aren't around is super helpful and really sort of having working hours and not working hours. And this is something that has been uh, on my to-do list for this year. I'm really sort of working on the early morning. And then sometimes if I've got some things to do, I work after the kids go to bed, but really sort of finding those quiet moments throughout the day, which are not a lot. I have two boys, five and seven, and they are not quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But finding those quiet pockets where you can really focus in, they say that it takes 17 minutes to sort of get into your zone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it needs to be for me, you know, it needs to be an hour or an hour and a half to really sort of get something done at least. And so Mm -hmm. I, I try to schedule those pockets versus sort of trying to do things willy nilly, because if I don't get into that zone, then I'm just sort of like spinning wheels again, and I'm not getting anything done and moving anything forward. So look for those, those pockets where you can just focus in on what's going on rather than trying to work when there's a lot of stuff going on in your house. Yeah, absolutely. It's really funny, because I, we've had some unusually nice weather here in the UK in the past sort of two or three weeks and I've been this sounds so sad this is what my life has become but I have been treating myself if I do you know a good piece of work I then treat myself by going right I'll go and hang the washing out now <laughs> you know, because it's like 10-15 minutes to just stand in the garden and you know you've, but you're still achieving something you're still I think that that's fantastic I reward myself <laughs> I Hold the laundry and watch my favorite shows on television. Oh, so yes, I've heard you say that. Yes. Yep, that's yes. how I, I treat myself to the end of the day, a glass of wine and a good folding of the laundry. <laughs> yes, and I have, since listening, that um, I remember that tip really well, and I've become a little bit obsessed with folding laundry. I never thought I'd, <laughs> I'd see the day. But it's so therapeutic, and I've actually found that if I'm getting a little bit stressed and stressed with the kids or whatever else, I just go and just pick up some, you know, a couple of t-shirts that they've probably flung on the floor in their bedroom and just fold them beautifully and put them away in the drawer. And it is so calming. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Outer order, inner calm. It just brings yeah. you back down and now you can deal with the rest of your day. Absolutely. Okay, so I always throw in one little surprise question at the end for all of my podcast podcast guests, and it's always the same question, and it is, what are you having for your dinner tonight, Christy Lingo? Oh, oh, well, see, we are actually going on a road trip, so I am not sure yet, because we are heading to, um, my husband has a business meeting in Chicago, so we are going to take this holiday weekend that we're having in the U.S. right now, and we are going to Chicago, so um, it will be something at a restaurant, so, but normally... If you had caught me on like any other day, I have a regimented, pretty regimented meal plan that I have. In- 
I would have I would have been surprised if you hadn't. <laughs> but hopefully I will be having some sort of delightful. I usually like to get like salmon cuz neither my husband or I fix fish well. So usually I like some sort of salmon or some sort of chicken. Um, that's usually my go-to on a restaurant menu. So hopefully I'll be able to report back something delicious that I had for dinner. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, Christy, it really has been a joy. And I mean that. Would you be able to let people know where they can find out more about you and listen to your podcast, of course? For sure. So my podcast, Cocktails and Containers, is available on pretty much every platform that's out there. But if you want to just check out the show notes and the actual link on my website, you can find that at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. And on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, you can find me by searching my name, Christy Lingo, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-L-I-N-G-O. And then I have also have a Cocktails and Containers Facebook group, and we do different challenges challenges in there and it's just sort of like a group of mostly moms and we like to you know share our decluttering this month we're doing this my mess may where everybody posts um on Mondays, they post a mess before, and then on Sundays, they post what they've done throughout the week to clean it up. And so I'm always sort of doing things like that just to help moms find support and just ideas to get their houses decluttered and just sort of motivation from other moms that are out there. Mm, That sounds really good. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Christy. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday weekend. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me, Natalie. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.